1: Oh, Charvin. He's done it!
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Premier League Nightclub Podcast—a podcast mini, I should say—with Damo and Woody. Woody, how are
1: you doing? We're back for episode two. I'm oh, I'm good. I'm good, and I'm excited to have another mini. And uh, we've got a few other things lined up. Two podcasts releasing this week, believe it or not—absolutely huge week uh, for us here at the nightclub. Nevertheless, though, I'm very keen for this one because, as we decided last week, we're doing an episode on transfers. And it just happens to be that I've also started a career mode um, on FIFA 20 with uh, Morecambe FC, oh, yeah. which I'm pretty keen about. Um, and you know, you know, early days, but look, my transfers are looking good. What's the transfer budget with that club? It was nine hundred thousand quid, <laughs> so it was not much. So not I've... much
0: to play with at all. No, I, f- I do find that that's way better to do though. Like starting with the big clubs, it's just way too easy way too easy. And even even the middle tier clubs, uh, like, you know, I remember playing with Inter Milan, maybe during their bad patch, I should say, in about 2014, even then was too easy because they still had one or two players worth 40, 50 million. Yeah. Get rid of them and you just cash in. So it's, <laughs> it's always better to do it with the smaller clubs. All right. Well, what do you as you said, it is transfers and we got like so many players we could mention in the next 25 minutes. It's not funny. Like, Doing the research, even in the notes in front of me, I reckon we've got a hundred players here that we're gonna that we could mention. Oh,
1: easy. Um,
0: I feel like one interesting thing though before we get stuck into the whole transfer episode is just talking about how how the transfer window might work given the whole situation around coronavirus now, because obviously the season's probably going to be played in June if it is played at all, mm. and it's going to eat into a lot of the transfer window, and it'll just be interesting to see how. Uh, the FA and UEFA work together to sort something out because, you know, let's be honest with you, like, no one really knows what the hell is going to happen f- tomorrow, let alone in three or four months' time. So it'll be interesting to see whether deals get, you know, delayed or cancelled between clubs and so on. I, I think it's something to look out for.
1: Well, uh, it's really interesting, really interesting because I know there was talk about reducing the transfer window for the English or, the, I guess, the Premier League um, back down to the, the day that the season starts. Um, so essentially, opening uh, opening weekend. However, I like, I reckon that would have to continually be an overlap now with the season, the transfer window, considering that the window is going to be significantly decreasing time. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens um, with the FA and I guess just just the European um the the European clubs in general and the competitions to see sort of what's going to happen um, and if the overlap is going to continue to run because I just can't see really another solution and and I think it would be a huge issue if they only had it open for three weeks.
0: For sure. Alrighty, and one other thing I did forget to mention is that at the end of last nightclub <laughs> mini, I did mention that uh, Julia Roberts oh, had go. been, you know, sort of engaging with a few football fans on social media and I didn't know why and, you know, probably stereotyped a little bit and, is to say what what's she doing in, on uh, this player's profile, but... Turns out she's actually a massive, massive football fan. She's got photos with Messi, Ronaldo, Modric, and like all the Man United players. She's a big Man United fan. She's uh, visited Old Trafford a few times and watched a few games. So I reckon Woody, we we mm. started a hashtag on the socials. We we get it trending. Hashtag get Julia Roberts on the nightclub. That is the goal now. That that's what's gonna happen. Right. Whether it be next week, next year, or next decade, Julia Roberts <laughs> will be on this podcast.
1: Mate, I don't feel able to. I'll, I won't be able to stand you for the next decade to be still doing a podcast with you. Speaking <laughs> of which, actually, I'm gonna bring up a funny story here because I think anyone that follows the nightclub knows that that I run the Insta, you run the Twitter, okay? Oh, and yeah. I've hopped. Nah, no, this the- is unfair. This is so <laughs> no unfair. Wait, I hopped on the Insta yesterday just to see like what sort of activity we get overnight, and I've gone online. And I've seen that the first inbox is to Sesk Fabregas. <laughs> Matt, it asking, was a fish, him, yeah. asking him to come on the podcast and I've just thought to myself, who the hell has done this? And of course it's Damon because Sam doesn't log into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone and messaged your old mate, Seth Fabregas, as if you were best mates to try and come on the podcast. You may as well have asked Messi or Ronaldo, mate.
0: Mate, I know people who are, like, not even professional footballers who don't allow DMs. Cesc allows DMs. He's super, super active on social media, especially during this quarantine time. So, like, get on board. It was a good opportunity. And if he replies, you know, you, you're going to have to apologize to me. And yeah. it's going to be absolute scenes if we
1: do get him on. Yeah. <laughs> If he does get on, I'll apologise to you on air, live Insta story. But I think I'll pencil right, it in dude. as as your best mates, basically best mates with Cesc Fabregas. <laughs> yeah, lock it in.
0: <laughs> Alrighty, Woody. Let's get stuck into this transfer business transfer episode. And I think one we should we should probably just kick off with Liverpool and what they've been able to do recently because it's it's intriguing with some of these signings and they've turned them into world world class players. Lots to do with Jurgen Klopp, but just the foundation they've set for these players. I look at Mane, thirty-four million; Fabinho, probably towards the end of the the rebuild, thirty-nine million; Robertson, eight million; Firmino, thirty; Salah, forty-two. It it, it really has been a an incredible, or I will say, three years, three to five years in the transfer market for
1: Liverpool. Yeah, for sure, and that's those, those sums are actually pretty pretty neat and tidy, and, and a little bit. Um... Smaller more than what a lot of clubs are playing for those quality players. If you were to sell the likes of Mane, Firmino, and Salah right now, they would be 100% like booked to go over 80 mil. Um, so they're steals and a half, and, and what Klopp's been able to do with them is um, a masterclass on its own. But then as well, they made 50 mil profit on Suarez, which sort of was after he left, sort of kicked off their Klopp rebuild, I guess. Um, and from there, you, like, if you look back, and obviously they dropped so much on 75 mil on van dyke but you know took him to a a champions league final win so that has paid off in spades as well but if you look at a little bit further down the line as well you look at andy robertson eight mil mate bargains galore in that liverpool team and the value of them now is just astronomical compared to what they were they were worth when they first got um transferred over to liverpool so you know nonetheless liverpool have, have been really tidy in the market in the last few years haven't they damo
0: yeah, for sure, and we we spoke about uh, Sadio Mane and what he's been able to do, and how he'd probably go for you know maybe a hundred million these days. But we'll go back to his previous club, Southampton. Crazy, oh. crazy business over the last decade. I mean, I'll give you some names here, Woody: mm. Luke Shaw, Virgil Van Dyke, Alderweireld, Klein, Lalana, oxlade Chamberlain, Wanyama, Mane, Tadic, Pele, Bale, and there are plenty more. And that's 300 mil profit they've made on those players. And a lot of those players, I look at Bale and Oxlade-Chamberlain, have actually gone on to another club. So they probably could have even maxed out their value even more.
1: Yeah, well, even the likes of Yama as well, really. Um, Lalana, you know, all of them. Like, if you look at these players far out, Southampton have sort of like, oh, I don't know, I'm just trying to... Th- they're sort of the Dortmund of, that, um, of the Premier League, really. Like, they just make so much profit off, off their players. Um, yeah, it's, it's
0: probably one disappointment for them that they haven't been able to turn into a Wolves or or a Leicester and get their league position to show the business they do off field.
1: Yeah, well, I guess it's a that's also an interesting conversation as well because if players get too good for the club, as in I'm talking like Bale, Bale and, and Van Dijk sort of areas, if they get to that class, there's no way they're staying there and hanging around. But if they're a little bit less like. You know, for example, a Wanyama or, or um, maybe a Tadic, like they, they might stay. And if you look at the likes of Wolves as well, with, you know, Mutinho and um, Raul Jimenez and stuff as well, like these are players that are nowhere near astronomical class, but they still say at their club because they're, they're better than the average footballer. But, you know, they're it's still, also probably they're still to do with
0: staying. age as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but like I understand, I understand that. But then also sort of ask the question: If players get way too good for a club, how can you ever expect them to stay? You know, I think like there is a there is such thing as players getting too good for a club, and like there's only they, they run their course very quickly. I think, and you look at the likes of Bale, they ran their course way too quickly.
0: For sure. All right, and let's let's have a quick look at some some absolute disaster classes. I think Ooh. Radamel Falcao when he came to the Premier League, although it was loan, six million fee to Man United, and then passed on to Chelsea for another another try. We'll say that, and that didn't work either. He had dismal time in the Premier League.
1: Disaster, absolute. Oh, mate, can't even describe how bad he was in the league. Um, Into Overpowered front lines as well in Chelsea. Man United just didn't fit at all. Um, Seems to be finding his niche back at Monaco, back where he belongs, but you know, he he was a flop and a half for the Premier League, wasn't he?
0: The big one, probably the most famous one for a while there, Fernando Torres, 50 million from Liverpool to Chelsea. It was like Chelsea signed a different player than what they thought they were buying. Mm. He he obviously, you know, probably one of the most marketable players in the league at the time. Uh, Just the Spanish... Just the Spanish maestro, really. He he created everything for Liverpool. He finished everything for Liverpool, and and Chelsea couldn't believe what what arrived at their front door. Um, and then I look at other guys like Andy Carroll, thirty five million. Islam Suleimani to Leicester for thirty million.
1: No, no, it's Suleimani. You actually said you said the other day when we were planning this one after the last set. You said Islam Suleimani. That was a bit of banter. That was a bit one. of banter. No, get out! You seriously—you can't even pronounce. Anyway, I'm uh, looking at the list. Bakayoko, Yoko, he's a funny one because he's pissed off to. I think he went to AC on loan. He's still on the books at Chelsea, but oh, he was a flop and a half after a huge season at Monaco. I think when they came second and got to the uh, quarters in the Champions League as well. Um, but far out, like just flops and a half when you look at these lists. And like we said, Damo, we could honestly go on for days about. How many flops there are in the Premier League? You look at likes of Bebe as well, back in the day. Just ah, oh, just horrible, horrible transfers. You just don't know how the hell they've gone down. It for sure. But talking of uh, business in general, we'll go to the most expensive Premier League XI, which we're running with a four four two because we've tried to fit in as much money as we can into the XI, and we'll kick it off. Uh, Kepper as Azpil- Kepa, um, <laughs> 70 mil to Speaking Chelsea. Speaking of pronouncing <laughs> players' names. <laughs> anyway, keeper to Chelsea, 70 mil. And they paid 70 mil for a, for a back-chatting rat, honestly. <laughs> the, just trash business from Chelsea. And Damo, do you want to take us across the back four? The back
0: four, uh, Mendy, 50 million. Again, and the, part of that team that made the quarters with Monaco in the Champions League. So lots of hype around him. And, of course, big club Manchester City came and pounced. Virgil van Dijk, well, seventy-five million now looks a bargain, doesn't it? Harry Maguire, eighty-five million, still question marks, but still time to justify that deal. And another Man United player, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, at right back for fifty million.
1: Mm, And we don't stop there with Man United players; it's absolutely littered this XI with um, some Red Devils units. Uh, And the next one will kick off with Angel Di Maria for sixty mil left mid. What a spell he had. I remember this amazing, the, the amazing goal he scored against Leicester. The chip. Um, the chip. And then I think it was a couple of weeks later was the 5-2 capitulation at MK Dons. Um, Fire out those grim, grim scenes. But then we'll kick off um, Pogba as well, another Man United man, sitting next to him for $90 million, um, cl- Classified as an academy product. I don't know how the hell that's... Man United have made that fly, honestly. <laughs> um, but ninety million, yeah, it seems like they'll they'll probably recruit most of that if he pisses off to Madrid or Barca or back to Juve um, at the end of the season. But then we've got two City players, don't we, Damo?
0: We do. We got Rodri Rodrigo in central midfield, sixty million. Again, one of those players similar to Harry Maguire, who probably is done more than a reasonable job, but for the price tag, he'll be looking to build over the next few seasons. And of course, Raad Mares, who was an absolute steal for Leicester. Boy. And then a big, big money transfer to Manchester City. We've got him in right midfield. Would he kick us away with those two strikers?
1: Ooh, back to the Red Devils. And we're kicking off with Romelu Lukaku, 75 mil. And obviously, they um, uh, sold him off to Inter Milan for a profit. I think they sold him for 85 mil, so 10 mil profit there. However, he just didn't really click at Man United. And I think um, it was probably better that. He saw the the back door, um, and then also Alvaro Morata, sixty mil to Chelsea. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love how you ways. can't say and it without you know laughing. We, we're <laughs> we're looking at these two strikers, and they both didn't really fit in the Premier League. And I don't know how Morata honestly got sold back to or back sold to Atletico for for fifty eight mil. I have no clue. I Have no clue. He was. He was a spud straight out of the oven for for Chelsea when he came over. It's a funny thing, and though. Just looking at this... Like, all the players... Yeah,
0: I on. was just going to say, all the players that have left those clubs, so we look at Lukaku, Murata, Di Maria, those are the three that have left. I think all of them have been sold for the exact price they've been bought. I think... Di Maria was about, yeah, 50, about fifty something million to PSG. Lukaku was about seventy million to Inter Milan. It's incredible how much the transfer market grows, and that's why we could only do really the last decade, because everything else was just yeah. It's not comparable. Do you know what I mean, Woody?
1: Yeah, yeah, completely. And he, like, I, I honestly, I think now looking at the current state of world economic affairs and the pay cuts that people around the world and sports players have had to had to um, forego, I'm fairly sure that I reckon the the times of high wages and extremely high transfer fees might be down the bin because I'm not sure um, how viable that is anymore with how much money is actually being wiped off um, stock markets and, and uh, international it's a very good point markets um, in themselves. So we'll see if, that, if we get these sort of fees in the new future all right just I think. hey
0: imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now you should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium so try adhub today and reap the rewards of spreaker self-advertising platform it makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands regardless of the listening app they use Visit Spreaker.com forward slash adhub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash adhub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way.
1: You know, be far and few between.
0: True. quick question, Woody, before we wrap up and head into winners and losers. Uh, Out yeah. of this 11 here, who has been a success? Yeah. Who would you give a tick?
1: Uh, Van Dyke. 100%. Yep. I, I wouldn't give a tick to Kepper and Mendy. Of course not Mendy. Um, Maguire got the captaincy. You, you'd have to give him a tick. Wambisaki, you'd have to give him a tick. Di Maria, I would give a tick. Are you serious? you got to be joking. He, no, hold the phone here. He had he had like 13 assists in 26 appearances or go, to go along with four or five goals. I'm fairly sure off the top of my head. He was successful, but he just didn't click at the club. And... They recruit most of the money from him as well. So, you know, like, he wasn't he was uh, a cross, but for the season he's there, made a huge impact. Rodri, Pogba, Pogba wouldn't give a tick, no way. Mares, you can't justify a super sub for 60 mil, in my opinion. Um, Murata, no. Lukaku, no.
0: Hang on, wait. So you're saying, just to get this right, that Di Maria for 60 yeah. million, who had a couple of assists against lesser opposition because he didn't actually get an assist, a goal or an assist. I think the one assist came against Arsenal, if you're looking at big clubs. Uh, and then you, you're saying Mahrez, you can't justify who's won the league twice.
1: Hold up, he won the league on the bench twice. Oh.
0: <laughs> Mate, he's had third most assists in the and league this season as well.
1: I understand, but the, the thing is, if he started if he started every week, then it'd be a different story. It would be a different story, 60 mil. Okay. Now he comes on as a super sub, and yes, I understand. But the thing is, I just feel as if for sixty mil, you want to play that's starting on in your team. That's for me. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and obviously Pepe has a huge, um, you know, not turnover but rotation ratio. Um, and Myers does get game time, does start games. But for sixty mil, for a guy that I tip to be my player of the season as well, I just want him to start more to justify that price tag.
0: All right, fair enough. Maybe you've got your own personal personal bias on that or personal views, but I'm going.
1: I tell you what, he wouldn't be getting a game for 60 mil at Morecambe FC if he's not <laughs> if he's not starting at at my transfer. He's not happening. He's
0: not happening. All right, I'm, say, I'm saying uh, I'm saying Maguire, Van Dyke are probably the only flat out ticks, and my, I'm I'm giving Myers a tick. I'm giving Mara's a tick. The rest. I'm not having a bar of. All right, Woody, are we happy to move into winners and losers? (laughs) Let's do it. Time for winners and losers. Oi, did someone say winners and losers? Sure did, mate. All right, so I thought we'd do winners and losers this week because obviously this is one of two pods coming out this week and there's not going to be a winners and losers in our episode 38 that's going to come out. Um... But in saying that, there will probably be an on or offside. So I figured we're getting pretty much a bit of everything in two podcasts. Does that make sense, Woody? Yeah. All right. So my first, my my winner of the transfer uh, window in the last decade has got to be N'Golo Kante. Now, I've already stuffed up one name this episode, and there's not a chance in hell I can pronounce the team he came from to go to Leicester. Do you want to help me out here, Woody?
1: K N S M K N S M K. Is it as
0: simple as that? Or is it like some sort of French?
1: Yeah, mate, you probably can't even pronounce Leicester by the way you're going this episode. Just,
0: all right, let me go. All right, 4.5 mil. <laughs> some websites said 5.5 mil, but we'll just say around 5 million. Kante's arrival to the Premier League in 2015. It, it just has to be one of the steals in, in history, to be honest. He, would ch- he, he changed Leicester City forever. He arrived and played in a 4-4-2 under Claudio Ranieri. They won the league title in that 2015-16 season. And I've actually got a little snippet here. I'll read you something from an article that I that was posted in just at the end of that season. You ready? It, mm, it, it, it's me. in regards to him being uh, bought by a bigger club after his time at Leicester.
1: Yeah, hit, hit me, mate. Come on. Hit me. It's
0: difficult to imagine, though, that Kante will ever replicate this level of performance upon a different side big clubs simply don't play the kind of reactive counterattacking system that Leicester have perfected this season and therefore Kanté won't be, ever be able to dominate a midfield to this extent could could a guy be any more wrong could he be this guy ends up yeah. playing for France winning a world cup who who said that i i can't remember his name but he's completely botched that <laughs> Completely botched it and Ing- uh, Golo can't has to be my winner. Woody, who is your winner? This
1: sounds Roy Roy Keane sort of area. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but my winner, my winner is Arsenal. Um, and that is through the transfer of Cesar Azpilicueta Equator from Marseille to Chelsea in two thousand twelve. It was just a mega six point five mil and Chelsea found themselves an absolute bargain and club legend, right? when they bought Aspie, um, he's only he went through a stretch where he only missed two Premier League games in four seasons. That's nuts. Definition of Mr. Versatile, stick Mr. Versatile on the back of his jersey, I reckon, and has um, played all across their back line, undoubtedly a Chelsea legend. Um, Mourinho once said that he wished he had 11 Asphal Equators on the pitch, and honestly, I couldn't be more um, more in agreement with Mourinho. I never thought I'd say that, but... He, as for equator, is a machine. If you watch him play, he's he is redefining centre-back position um, as he goes so far this season with his runs into the box. He's just a class, class player. And goes. I'll go with mentioning as well, um, when Arsenal uh, bought Hector Bellerin 500k from the Barca youth system back in 2011, they found themselves um, one of the best young right-backs at the time. Um and, you know, a future vice-captain, which he is now a potential captain once Alba leaves, eventually basically for Madrid or Barca. But Damo, let's kick back on to losers, and you've got a pretty saucy one to kick us off, don't you? I do,
0: mate. And it's Mario Balotelli from AC Milan to Liverpool
1: Balotelli. for
0: 16 mil. Now, I know 16 mil is not an awful amount right now, or probably for the last five to... 5 to 10 years, but after that 13-14 season, Liverpool faced one of their toughest transfer windows in their history to be honest. They they were going to lose Luis Suarez to Barcelona. That was almost a given. And a few names were thrown around in terms of potential replacements. Alexis Sanchez from Barcelona was one because he was on the way out, and Deli Ali from MK Dons at the time. Now, Brendan Rodgers actually said since that he wanted both of them. He wanted Sanchez and Ali. Talks with Deli Ali broke down. And he went to Tottenham for five million, and of course Alexis Sanchez went to Arsenal and had a really successful time there until he went to Man United. So sixteen million for Bellatelli was a panic buy, and the repercussions of that buy really set Liverpool back. Uh, of course, Miro's poor form caused real tension between him and Rodgers. Team chemistry took a massive hit, and that was probably Liverpool's strongest strongest you know commodity that pre- previous season. Uh, as I said, Ali and Spur, Ali went to Spurs and Sanchez went to Arsenal, and yeah, it just set Liverpool back a few years. Although you could argue that if it wasn't for Balotelli's poor form, Rodgers would have never have got the sack and Klopp would have never gone to Liverpool. But ignoring all that,
1: mate, hold up, hold up. Do you know who Rodgers had as a as attacking options? Barini, Balotelli, and Lambert. Yeah, it was. And I remember this. He did have Coutinho still. From Sky Sports. Yeah, but eight hundred eighty-eight minutes they played combined zero goals, mate. That's that's ridiculous. How <laughs> times have like changed! That, you're calling yourself, you're calling for yourself to be sacked. Calling for yourself to be sacked.
0: All right, Woody. Who is your loser of the transfer window?
1: All right, my loser has to be the Sanchez-Mkhitaryan swap duel between a- Manchester United and Arsenal. That was grim, one of the trans- worst transfer deals of all time. So basically in 2018, when Manu um, did a direct swap with Arsenal for Mickey for Sanchez. Later on, we figure out and we find out that Sanchez is on £500,000 a week in wages at Old Trafford. And then he just goes on to, in 45 appearances, just to bag five goals. Now, that set them back because De Gea and Rashford saw the figures that were coming in on the checks on Sanchez Sanchez's wage. And they're like, bloody hell, we want more money than this. Held him for ransom, and they sold on their contracts. Ended up signing huge ones on huge wages. Anyway, Sanchez basically, if we look in Moneyball style, gets paid roughly twenty-seven million pounds a year on a four and a half year deal. So if we add it all up, ten million agent fees, twenty mil, twenty-nine mil sign-on fee. That's around one hundred and eighty million pounds <sighs> combined owed Jesus. to Alexis Sanchez a four and a half year deal and now they're paying half of his, more than half of his wages and pretty close sure 65% of that 500,000 pounds a week for him to be injured. That's how much they're paying him. That's crazy. That uh, honestly yeah it's crazy. I do have to
0: agree. In terms of swap deals it's the worst of all time because Mikatarian was reasonably awful for Arsenal as well and he's now at Roma so that was just an absolute shit show for both both clubs.
1: Oh mate, grim scenes. And Demo <laughs> Although we'd net, we wouldn't take any of those at our respective clubs, even on uh, even on career mode on FIFA. We'll look on. We'll look onto our transfer wish list. Who do we want to see in the Premier League come next season or in the near future? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, lay down a ground rule. We're gonna leave out the likes of Mbappe, Sancho, Erling Haaland, and and Yao Felix as well because they're just mega superstars, and who knows if they'll eventually come. I'm talking sort of the next tier down.
0: All right. Well, I've pre- I'm probably sure I've mentioned this on the pod before, but Kai Havertz from Bayer Lever- Leverkusen, massive fan of him, and I think Liverpool have been linked, Man United have been linked. I know it's pretty standard for any of these youngish players to be linked with those sort of clubs. But yeah, Havertz, I can't see him not coming to the Premier League eventually, so I'm very keen for him. Woody, anyone else?
1: Mm. Mate, Edison Cavani. It has to be Edison Cavani. I put together the graphic when he got linked with Chelsea, and I was so freaking keen to see him in the Premier League as well. Um, No doubt he'd require some huge wages to get um, over the channel from Spain to England. However, I just love to see him. He's such a personality, and even though he's a bit older... Huge goal scoring record and huge guy. You just want to market the Premier League for me. Um, Damo, what about you? Who's your next one?
0: I'll tell you what, there's one guy that I am baffled to this day that he only just got to Borussia Dortmund in 2018. And that's Axel Witzel. This guy Oof. was a superstar for Zenit for like five years. He's now 31. So if he comes to the Premier League, we're probably not going to see the absolute best of him. So he sort of has the, he yeah, he's geez. 31. He ha- Really good spell at Zenit. It was on fire, and I just thought it was criminal that no club in the Premier League had a look. And he went to Zenit for forty million, and Dortmund bought him for twenty million. Five years later, absolute steal. You know, I just reckon if Vitzel comes to the Premier League, it has to be this this transfer window. It's not going to happen. It's a complete complete dream that I get to see him in the Premier League. But I just love to. I I think he's got the real uh, you know physical attributes to to perform well in the Premier League. So disappointed that it hasn't happened mm. and I'm disappointed that it probably won't ever happen. Woody, anyone
1: else? Yeah, all right. Oh, uh, no, nah, I'll just quickly touch on Axel Witzel. Obviously, he was at Zenit and we're looking, I swear, I swear Zenit and the Russian League are, are and are just are just graveyards for Premier League wannabe transfers and look at the likes of Ezekiel Garay, who never made it, <laughs> never made it. And then I looked I looked to tell Turkey as well. Wesley Schneider at, at Galatasaray, right? he was linked with every team every summer. How did he not get there? How did he not Hulk get there?
0: as well? Hulk, another one.
1: Uh, how did he not come yeah, to Chelsea? Exactly.
0: Chelsea was the yeah. club that wanted him, yeah. So it's over over the years we've yeah. had so many players just go under the radar and then on the other hand, so many players, you know, get bought for incredible amounts of money and they barely even deserve a cent of it. So sometimes that's just how life is.
1: Yeah, and I reckon Damo, that's uh, probably calls it calls it as a close for the nightclub mini EP two transfer episode. And Damo, if you wanted to find us on the Twitter, where can you catch us?
0: You can find us on the Twitter at pl nightclub. And what do you, where can you find us on the Insta?
1: You can find us at Premier League nightclub. Just clicked over two thousand followers as well. Oh, so it big man! Kicking off on the Insta platform massive scenes massive scenes and we've got massive scenes coming up as well for the next episode Demo, do you want to give me a hint at all anyone i reckon
0: we just tell them tell them like this episode is going to be released today so it's a tuesday two days from now 48 hours from now if you're listening to this might be even less it might already be out by the time you're listening to it episode 38 we are going to have our first athlete on the show woody do you want to say his name just, just introducing
1: what an what what an athlete he is. John Ayerow plays for Wolfsburg machine Aussie striker. He he's gonna absolutely lead the Olyroos line, heading uh, to the Olympics as well. What a man! What a man! He's coming on and he's kicking off our Aussies undercovered segment as well, where we're gonna try and bring all the listeners um, some special Aussies around the world who's flying the flag for the for the um, great nation down under as well Uh, for the great the great nation um australia down under um we'll see where their journey has taken them across the world and how they're making it big time as well so damo should we call it quits today
0: let's do it let's wrap it up woody i'll see you in about two days time for a massive episode and we'll see everyone else in two days for a massive episode
1: exactly and cheers guys thanks for booking at the nightclub see ya see ya
0: At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic. And you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over.
1: I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet.
0: Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.